0: King. My age, the mind starts playing tricks. A New Hampshire home for sports. ESPN. So I, Jesus. New Hampshire. Fio para a boca maldita. 28 field goals tentados, 28 field goals acertados, incluindo 8 acima de 50 jadas. O um salto para a tentativa do bloqueio. Perde a primeira. O Justin Tucker na boca maldita é implacável. The Shay McClellan!
1: Uh, my sentence exactly.
2: Good afternoon. Welcome in. Christian King, ESPN New Hampshire. Streaming live on ESPNNH.com. That was the Brazilian ESPN Deportes call of Shay McClellan blocking the extra point. Or blocking the field goal on Monday night. That was oh, pretty good. I, I huh? thought it
1: was the Brazilian call of me going out and shoveling snow Monday morning. No, no.
2: It oh, wasn't quite okay. that exciting. Here, let's listen again. It. This is good stuff. Ah,
0: oh, no wait, Let's not. I desafio oh. para a boca maldita. 28 faltas tentados, 28 faltas acertados, incluindo oito acima de 50 jardas. O um salto para a tentativa do bloqueio! Perde a primeira o Justin Tucker. A boca maldita é implacável. E espalma cheio, McLea. que <laughs> <laughs> dizer, por culpa dele, né?
3: Quer dizer, quando o jogador when he gets basically, agarra o snap. Look
2: at the timing of McClellan here. a spectacle doesn't no center. Anyways.
1: I heard, primero, Justin Tucker.
0: Shane McClellan! So
1: that is uh, first miss for Tucker. That's what he was saying. Oh. Yep. Primero. It's yeah, got to be first. That's right. So that's, that's what that is. So. wasn't
2: even really a miss, technically.
1: No, it wasn't. He but, didn't miss. <laughs> but it was the first time he yeah. failed in at an attempt all year long. First he
2: one, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, we got a great show for you today. We'll hear from Bill Belichick. He spoke earlier today here on Christian and King. <laughs> um, not on, he didn't speak on Christian no, King. No, we'll no, play the, no. We'll play the, the uh, press conference on Christian and King. Uh, Tom Brady a little bit later on as well. Patriots short week as they get ready for the Denver Broncos this Sunday in what is a game that I was a lot more concerned about before... Seventy-two hours ago.
1: Well, see, I'd be more concerned about it before Sunday, but after what I saw from Denver on Sunday, yeah, mm. not not too worried. Yeah, no, this is not this is not your your uh, your grandfather's Denver Broncos.
2: No, it isn't. Sorry, but it wasn't your grandfather's Denver it's Broncos. Not even, it's not
1: even your uncle's Denver Denver Broncos. Or Josh your first McDaniels, or your first cousin's Denver Broncos. Josh
2: McDaniels and Jake Cutler. That wasn't your. Wasn't your grandpa's yeah, Denver Broncos either? They still beat you. Yeah, this this team isn't you know, going to happen. I don't think it is either. No, I think the, the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl this year.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to win it. I think they're they gonna are. get there.
2: I think they're going to win it. Unless they play the Giants, then who the hell knows? But you I don't think, think the, the Detroit
1: Lions will uh, will, will beat them? <laughs>
2: God, wouldn't that be great? Patriots uh, Lions in the Super Bowl. I gotta think the entire planet
1: is going to be rooting for Detroit. I, I've got to think the Cowboys would be the team that would that would get there. I, I, I really have to think that.
2: Not if they have to play the Giants in the playoffs.
1: Uh, they, I, I think they they lose to them. I mean, I think the Giants will lose to them. Really? Right, yeah. Based
2: on what? The two times they beat them?
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's tough to beat a team three times in a year.
2: No, but if you've beaten them twice, you would think you'd probably beat them the third time.
1: No, it, uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily? Especially if you have to play them there. Mm. You know? A little different when you had to play him in the in the in the ice and and lousy weather that was Sunday night. True, when you had to play him in Dallas. They weren't the same team, opening day. So you know that was a one point win, and and they basically got that win because the Cowboy ran out of you know, didn't run out of bounds when he should have. I know. So you know, I I I I don't. The Dallas Cowboys are still a better football team than the New York Giants. All right, I'm gonna you know that that's that to me is pretty clear. So, now whether they they performed well in the second half, did the things they needed to do, no. But my guess is that they, they would, they would beat the Giants in a, in a in a rematch, and I don't think the Giants would get there anyway. I don't think they'd get that far. Um,
2: Jerry Jones is reigniting the old QB controversy over there. So. Yeah,
1: because he he just won't let Tony Romo go. Mm-hmm. You know, he just you know, I mean, he's wait he waited for Dak Prescott to have his first bad game. And right. He, you you got. I mean, you man... <laughs> Oh, God. Jason Garrett, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine you're Jason Garrett. Okay. And you probably get like a visit or two a day or or, or at least four visits a week from, from this guy. From Jerry. From yeah. Jerry or his son. All right? Or yeah. his son. And then he leaves the room and you wait, you count, you count to 10. <laughs> and then you shake your head, pound the desk, shake your head again. You know,
2: serenity now call
1: your, your most trusted assistant in and the assistant will go, what do you say now? You wouldn't effing believe what he just, (laughs) this has to happen every single week
2: there. Probably. He also has a radio show. Jerry Jones has a radio show on 105.3, the fan. Yeah, I can believe it. It's a weekly show.
1: If I were the Cowboys, I'd put him on the air too. Why not? On the show. I was a radio
2: station in Dallas that put him on the air. Because he says outrageous things. raved about the Cowboys' depth at quarterback and then said what it would take to replace Prescott with Romo. He said, I don't have a definition for it, but you'll know it when you see it. Yeah, right. It's kind of like a definition I heard one time of another issue trying to define a negative topic. And they said, I don't know how to say it, but it's something that when you see it, you'll know it's there. We'll see it. What the hell is he talking about?
1: I don't know, but. Probably a couple of years ago when they asked about what it would take to replace me, they said, you'd know it when you'd see it.
2: <laughs> Deadspin says that it's the Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart's test for defining obscenity. Oh, yes. Which is, yes, yes, I yes, know yes, obscenity yes, yes. when I see it.
1: Yes, that's that's true. That is that is true. That is now, a, Prescott's
2: uh, had three meh, games in a row now. And I guess he's probably going to get at least one <laughs> more chance before they give it back to Romo before the playoffs start, you know? Oh. That Wouldn't be, that be
1: something? That would be great. I'll give it back to Tony <laughs> Romo. Give it back to a Tony Romo who hasn't played in, you know, three months.
2: Why months. would Jones go on the radio and say that? I'll know it when I see it. How about, no, we have good faith in our guy. He's gotten us this far. We've won 11 games. He's our man. And if something happens and he gets hurt, we've got a great backup. That's yeah, what you say. That's what you say. It's easy. Right.
1: Well, I know it when I see it. No, no, Jerry, no. <laughs> He's a good old boy. What can God, I tell you? Dumbass. Yeah. Well, you know what?
2: He also said that Romo coming back and leading the Cowboys to a Super Bowl <laughs> would be a story for the ages. Right, it would be. It'd
1: be a story for the ages if a rookie took the Cowboys no, was, and won it, the Super Bowl, be, too. It would be a story yeah, it would be, but it also is a story like Peyton Manning's last year. But here's the thing. Right? Jerry Jones hasn't come close to winning anything. I know. Since you know, since Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman left. Not even close. True, they've been you know they've been mediocre to bad.
2: They were in the playoffs in twenty fourteen.
1: Right? No, they they've made the playoffs before.
2: Oh nine, oh seven, oh six. 6 they've yeah. probably
1: been their best under Romo. You know, in terms of competitive and everything else. Not last year, they didn't have Romo and they lost. You know, they didn't have a backup. They mm-hmm. didn't have a, they didn't have a, anybody who could play. Right. So, Brandon Whedon. Oh god, they Not went quite. through. They went through the list, didn't they? They yeah. even had Castle in there. Castle
2: was in there. Yeah, yeah I mean right.
1: they they tried everybody. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just you know he's got a little bit of loyalty there to Romo. I can I understand that. And these coaches are telling him, no, this is the guy we got to go with. You know, just because of the way he's playing, not because Romo stinks, but because of the way this guy is playing. You know, Romo's been there for ten years. <laughs> yeah, They're in two thousand six. You know who we replaced? Drew Bledsoe. That's right. Oh yeah. Oh no.
2: They, they you know were... Who Bledsoe replaced? Um,
1: hold on a sec. Oh. We
2: were talking about him yesterday.
1: Oh, oh, Drew Bledsoe. Who did he come in and replace as quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys?
0: Uh-oh. I'll
2: give you a hint. He got there in 2000. Bledsoe was there in 05. Right. The quarterback right. who was there in 04 was a one and done. Oh, it was a one and done? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vinny Testaverdi.
1: Yes, you're right. right. Yep. Good old Vinny. Yes. And, you and know what wh- a season and, he had! And you
2: know why? Seventeen touchdowns, he, twenty interceptions. And you, know, that year. and you know
1: why? Guess who the coach was? Uh, the coach was. No, nah, 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 don't look it up. Yeah. Go on. Oh, Parcells. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Parcells brought in Testaverde, mm-hmm. who he had in New York, and then then he brought in Bledsoe, yeah. who he had in New England. That's right. You know, and they held the fort for a little while. They were okay, and then Parcells said, eh, i had enough of Jerry." You yeah, know, that's it. Sure. So, you know, but that's, that's the way it's, I mean, I think the only other, he had a bad year and I got him fired, but the, the, I thought the coach that did the best job with the Cowboys, um, was Wade Phillips. I thought he did a really great job with them. Yeah. He was, you know, he was after Parcells. Yeah. He did a good job with them, you know, and then they, then they slacked off. Then they had a bad year and they, and, you know, and Jones got rid of him, Mm -hmm. but
2: well, the year after, they went 11-5 and five and made the playoffs, and then the next season, that's when they fired him and brought in Garrett.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they brought – yeah, they did well. No, Yeah, yeah. But I mean, coached Phillips coached – Phillips got more,
2: fired in season.
1: Y- yes, he did. In Phillips, 2010. Right. Phillips coached there for more than one year. He coached there for more No, no, four, no. He was five, there from 07
2: yeah. to 2010, right. and then he got fired in 2010, and Garrett was right. brought in. Right.
1: Phillips won right away when he went there. Yeah, he did. Yep. But T-O they would, and Romo, oh, yeah. team, yeah. Oh, yeah, but they would be the team – you know, they would be the team that I would think would be, you know, the NFC. I mm-hmm. mean I, I mean Seattle just doesn't seem to I don't know, you know? I think they miss Earl Thomas. I really do. Yeah. Um we you know, especially when they have to play a tough team and they have to go on the road.
4: Poop fest. Oh, poop fest. it's, just, it's <laughs> terrible. This is you know, you you play, we played, freaking got home like one o'clock in the morning, something
2: like that on Monday and then you gotta play again. Yeah, calling Thursday Night Football, poop well, fest. you heard it. Yeah. Poop Fest.
1: Oh. Yeah, right. Poop Fest. They'll do something about Thursday Night Football. I
2: thought you were going to say they'll do something about Sherman using such explicit profanities. No. There are kids watching, Richard. You can't just call things Poop Fest. That's true. You know? What what do I tell my kids? Uh, there's a lot. I don't, I don't have any kids.
1: There's a lot on. of early season high school games that I used to would call Poop Fest <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over the years poop that fest. I've seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's been some
2: really good drops this week, you know? <laughs> In between poop fest and garbage, you know, I mean, it's just been yeah. it's been a good week for drops. Oh yeah, football players are bringing it this yeah, week. Yeah, they I are. Like
1: that. Well, it's late in the year, you know. That's when it's crunch time. That's poop when poop fest. <laughs> it's late in the year. It's crunch time. They're sore, they're angry, yeah, they're irritated, poop and they're fest. ready. And they're ready to fight. That's right. You know, that's so they're they're going to drop them. Well, ready Sherman's been
2: Sherman's been ripping the league all year. I mean, he that's his yeah, he, thing. that's his
1: thing. He rips the league. Yeah. I
2: really wish someone on the Patriots would do that. Yeah. Or you know it would be great if someone on the Patriots wrote out, you know, a statement on behalf- and gave it to Richard Sherman <laughs> or something if they're scared to do it because obviously they are. No one wants to say anything. Like, oh. Right, right. Sherman will say whatever
1: he no wants. No one wants, yeah. And no. they'll let
2: him say whatever he wants. And it's good. It's good to have dissent. It's good to have people criticizing the league. There's a lot of problems. Let's
1: be careful. People should do people. that. Pete Carroll, let people
2: say they want. Meanwhile, the Patriots over here getting railroaded and the league acting totally <laughs> hypocritically and all the, well, hey, you're just playing football. No, you can, you can say something, you know, like you can say something. Can't you? Or can you not if you're the Patriots? I think
1: if you're Brady, you just be quiet and play. Right. You play and do the talking. That always works for him. He's never really voiced an opinion about much. You know? Let's just play and do the talking. hmm
2: But you know that these last two years have
1: been... Oh, he's he's ticked as hell. But but he's not going to... But it takes a... Believe me, it takes a lot of restraint and discipline. Yeah, but screw all the restraint and discipline.
2: The league, is in, the league is not... Right. Very trustworthy right now. No one thinks so. Everybody sort of has their own problems with the NFL, but everybody has a problem with the NFL. That's his league. He might not be there much longer, but that's his league. Well, He's be become for, a star there. He's
1: there for another five years. Whatever
2: it is, okay? then yeah. But still, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. five more years isn't that long of a time. Why you not, know what? Try, Why not try and help the league out? And you why know, not try what? I bet he won't
1: it? talk after that's done, too. Probably not. I bet he won't, you know?
2: I think what Richard Sherman's saying and what he's doing is good for the NFL, ultimately. I think it is, too. You know, And not be good for the, well, it's good to have an entertaining guy. No, it's good to have someone pointing out, hey, this is screwed up. This is wrong. This shouldn't be like this. And Tom Brady would just assume, you know, never have to take a stand on anything like that ever. And I just think that that's bad for the league. And, and when you're the Patriots, especially, and you're getting the well, receiving Brady, end of this. Well,
1: Brady, I mean, he's not going to win. He can't win, you know. It was the same thing with the Trump thing. He can't, he can't win. So it's better to say nothing at all. He could win. I think people would be impressed if he did that. Uh, I I I think that he just doesn't Pink want to fist. cause any distraction right now with his team. He wants his team totally All right, focused. fine. So
2: don't say it right now. Right? I don't think he wants to He's say not gonna it. not going to say it in the off season. He's not going to say it after he retires. He's not going to say not. anything ever. Probably And that's fine. It's just prerogative. Yeah. But I wish someone on the Patriots would. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I wish someone other than Richard Sherman would tell the truth.
1: Well, let's see. Who on the... The only player on the Patriots that would... Yap like that, and speak his mind. Well, he's in Denver now.
0: It was a dirty
5: play. True. Sorry, player.
1: True, would be Bennett. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Bennett would be. But the Bennett only just guy. got here. He doesn't, you know. He doesn't yeah, care. Bennett Bennett. Just he didn't wants... even know there was a
2: rivalry with the Ravens. Remember, yeah. after the game, he's like, "I didn't even know this was a big rivalry." But yeah. you know, good game.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bennett just wants. To I got play.
2: my. I got a touch there. Yeah, Bennett just wants to play. <laughs> yeah. That's all. You know. Yeah, he doesn't care about that. Nah, he doesn't. He wasn't a fa- he wasn't here when that happened. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, he just got it. This is all, This is, it was over when he got here. Right. And now it's just being brought up again because everybody's all pissed off because the NFL's acting hypocritical, which they always do. And maybe if someone like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Andrew Luck or anybody other than Richard Sherman stood up and said so, they'd address it, but they just don't, and it's annoying. Don't you think that's annoying?
1: I'm not annoyed. <laughs> I'm
2: annoyed. I know you are. I'm an, the NFL annoys me anyway. Don't, just, don't you I, hate I, the NFL? No, lot I just, I don't, you know,
1: I, I care about whether the, the team I root for wins or loses. That's all I really care about. You know me. I just, I, I live such a sheltered life. It doesn't really, but as long as it doesn't, as long as it doesn't affect me and my wallet and my, uh, and my food intake and ability to go to grocery shopping, I don't care. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what's important. You know, heat, hot water, food, sleep, yeah, you know, sleep in here and there. Right. Um, Cable. As long as it doesn't affect any of that stuff, doesn't bother.
2: <laughs> let's let's just focus on what Sherman's saying here. Yeah. He said, we go home at 1 in the morning, something like that on Monday, and then you've got to play again on Thursday. Congratulations, NFL. You did it again. They've been doing it all season. So oh, so guess, did they
1: play a Monday night game? We're the last to play? ones yeah.
2: to get the middle finger. Right.
1: Did they play a Monday night game and have to play Thursday? I don't think that was the case, was it?
2: No, they played they
1: Sunday. They played Sunday night and had to play Thursday.
2: Sunday night and then had to play Thursday. But they got home at Monday at 1 in the morning.
1: Right, possible. right, right. And now they have to play this Thursday, too. Yeah, they played the Packers. That's why he's, he's Bay, talking, Bay. right, because they got to play the Rams. Yes. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm he says, there's no regard, it's hypocritical, I've stated before, they make this huge stance about player safety, then you put players in tremendous danger, we'll be w- aware, come the next CBA negotiations about things like this, there's really not much you can do right now, it's part of the revenue, and the league probably has something else up their sleeve, they might have a Friday night game planned, who knows. He's right, the league for the last two years have been talking about making the season 18
1: games. Right. Well, that's that's been going on for a while.
2: Yeah. But it's something that they keep bringing up and they keep wanting to do. Right. And right. here they go talking about player safety. I mean, what? it's ridiculous. And what sucks about this is Richard Sherman, by the time the next CBA gets negotiated, Sherman might not be in the league. In fact, he probably won't.
1: Well, the next CBA is probably, what, four two years? Four years from now.
2: Four years? Isn't it 2020? i uh,
1: not sure. I think yeah, it's maybe, 2020. Maybe. That's four, well, three years. Is now. there an opt-out? I don't know. If there's an opt-out. You know, but I think there might be an opt-out. I'm not sure.
2: An opt-out for the players? They can opt-out? Somebody can opt-out.
1: Usually if there's an opt-out, it's for both sides. I don't think there is because
2: I remember <sighs> during the end of the deflate when it was in the courts <sighs> and everything and people were talking about, well, what are they going to do about Article 46? Well, you got to wait till 2020 when uh, the next CBAs okay. come up. I feel like that's what everyone was saying. Well,
1: they'll, they'll you know. If the league does want to change but Sherman's something, Sherman's probably not going to be in the league. If, if the, then. And all, a lot well, of guys who are playing right now league, aren't going to be in the league. If in the four league years, wants to change something, that's why the owners always win these things. If the league wants to change something, they'd have to go to the union and they'd have to open up the contract. Yeah. And when you do that, everything is negotiable. So that's probably why you won't see anything. The Thursday night football is probably not in the agreement. Or they have the agreement to schedule whatever they want. My mm-hmm. guess is what the league is going to do. I, you know, actually, because of the contracts, because of the television contracts. Yeah. If they can't work something out with NBC and CBS, Poop Fest. Then they'd, they'd have to keep it the way it is. But they would be able to, they would try to schedule buys for the teams right. before they play Thursdays, which is what they need to do. Poop Fest. If they can work something out. Have you noticed that I like that yes, drum? Yes, I I know you love it. If they can work something out with NBC and CBS. Yeah. Then they would uh probably go half a year with go back to the half season with with Thursday night football mm-hmm. uh, aside from the opener, which is what they should do. Right. But
2: they probably won't. They'll probably add a game on Tuesday or something. No, Uh, I don't think they will. Stretch the, make it an 18 game. I don't think
1: they will because they know that the the oversaturation. Every
2: team has to play a game in London and Mexico (laughs) every season. It's going to be, that's what they're trying to do. They're they're, they're expanding. The 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 driving,
1: the driving, well, uh, Look at the business
2: model, though, Tom. Think about it. The business model of football doesn't really give a rat's ass about these, about majority of the players. It
1: doesn't, no, it doesn't, but in a way. The business model has worked against them a little bit because there's been clearly there's oversaturation right now. Yes, and that is is something that they would believe me. They've taken notice of that. But are they losing money? Oh, I'm sure they are. If they're losing ratings, that represents a loss in dollars. All right, whether it be now or down the road. Mm. So the best way to get those ratings back—I mean, the best way to get the money back—is no more poop fest. You know, get the ratings back. Yeah. Now, I for one, I wouldn't want to see Thursday night go completely. I like having a game on a Thursday night. Yeah, I like
2: it too. I just but I like it to... this
1: time of year. I don't think in the fall when you've you're just getting into football and everything. I I don't think that helps. Mm. And I think the league would do itself uh, a you know would do itself a service to get rid of those first eight games, except for seven games. And I think you keep the opener on Thursday night. That Super Bowl champion big opener on Thursday. That's not really part. That was never part of the NFL Network package or anything yeah. else. But that's fine.
2: I mean, it's the first game of the year. So. That's a
1: festive thing that they want to keep. I, they're not going to get rid of that. But the, but the games, festive. oh, I'm very festive for that. Very but the, 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 uh, the uh, I, I mean, I grill special on that night. <laughs> the, uh, the games that are taking place those weeks after, I would say from week two through week eight, you, you shelf. You get rid of them you know. Mhm. So and you know Fox would love it. Yeah. Because that opens up a game for them. Um NBC you know, NBC gets them in the second half so that doesn't matter. But it also would it also would uh would make more games available. You know, for a Sunday night game or whatever. Mhm. Um but that that's, I, I really think that How about that,
2: this? All Thursday night games have to be played in London after a bye week. Everybody wins. In London? Everyone, every Thursday night game has to be after a bye week and it has to be in London. No. That way everybody's happy. No,
1: they don't. Especially those stupid Brits. No, they don't because somebody loses revenue for a home game. Hey, you shut your mouth. <laughs>
2: I got a good plan here. Don't ruin it. Oh, uh, London? Oh, God. Or, or say- Mexico. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Somewhere. Ugh. Can't be here. Every Thursday night game has got to be in another exotic locale. Four games in London. Like London playing. or Mexico. Man, no. God. Yeah. No, you, no, Ukraine no. next, maybe?
1: Ukraine. Russia, you know. Ukraine I know is weak. Ukraine is uh-huh. <laughs> I conquer the Ukraine.
2: We should go to Russia play some games. Oh,
1: that would be good. Huh? Putin would like that, I no, think. Trump would love it.
2: That would definitely, yeah. you know maybe mend the fence, make you, make everyone in America a little more okay with the fact that the Russians are dictating our whole country now. That's right. nice. You know, play some football over there. Uh, 603-883-9900. Watch the Fox series, number. The
1: Americans, and you know that it's right. true.
2: Right. <laughs> 883-9900. You can text in at 845-827-1250. This is Christian and King. We'll be right back.
0: Give them a call at 603-883-9900. It's Christian and King at
3: I'm Ari Wolf with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Jeff Fisher made his first public comments Tuesday since being fired as head coach of the Rams. Fisher thanked Dan Kroenke for the chance to coach the team and said he will miss his players. The Rams' wish list for their next head coach reportedly includes Pete Carroll and Jim Harbaugh, but both coaches said Tuesday they're not leaving their current jobs with Seattle and the University of Michigan. Adrian Peterson says he'll practice this week and hopes to return to game action next week against the Packers. The Viking star has been out with a knee injury since week two. The Dolphins signed former Texans QB TJ Yates for depth following the knee injury suffered by star Ryan Tannehill. Miami also announced Pro Bowl center Mike Pouncey is done for the year with a hip injury. And all-pro Julio Jones will not practice Wednesday due to the turf toe injury that kept him out of Sunday's win over the Rams. The Falcons hope to have him back later this week. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. I'm Jay Farner, President of Quicken Loans. Mortgage rates have dropped again. In fact, recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. Now is the time for you to take advantage of these historically low rates and save serious money every month by refinancing your mortgage. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 4.125%. APR, 4.82%. Call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN to see how far we can lower your mortgage payment. For six years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the third year, they also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. This ultra-low rate of 4.125% won't last long. So call 800Quicken or go to QuickenLoans.com. That's 800Quicken.
4: Visit JDPower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. Animal.
3: The Patriots
1: are heading to the Mile High City for a big showdown with the Denver Broncos on Sunday at 425 p.m. This is ESPN New Hampshire's Pete Terrier, inviting you to join me and Coors Light for an afternoon of fun, prizes, and football at Billy's Sports Bar in Manchester. Billy's is the original sports bar in town with great food, tons of TVs, and ice cold Coors Light for only two bucks during the game. Watch the Pats take on the Broncos with ESPN New Hampshire and Coors Light at Billy's Sports Bar next to Elliott Hospital in
3: Manchester. In Southern New Hampshire, there's only one choice when it comes to the best in orthopedic care. New Hampshire Orthopedic Center has been providing award-winning treatment for all orthopedic conditions for over 40 years. Chances are one of our physicians has helped someone you know get back in motion. Voted best orthopedic office by union leader three years running. Voted top doctors 30 times by peers in New Hampshire Magazine. Tell your primary care physician you'd like to see a specialist at New Hampshire Orthopedic Center. We keep bodies in motion. Visit nhoc.com for more information.
0: Sports Blast Saturday afternoon from eleven to two, right here on ESPN New Hampshire.
4: Well, okay, Mister, <laughs> I don't want Chris Sale because I don't want to give up you on That was before I
6: saw Moncada in person and he struck out every single game of his career.
4: Happy holidays! You didn't want to give up you on I went back. You know, we're always saying we're going to pull the tape. We're going to pull the tape. I pulled the tape, and both of you guys did not want to give up. Play the Mankata. audio, Brian. We don't actually. We don't have it.
0: Yeah, uh, nice we did. <laughs> the Sports Blast Saturday afternoon from eleven to two, right here on ESPN New Hampshire.
4: TrySofi.com is the smart, easy way to save money on your student loans. Now they want you to know about the smart, easy way to save money on your credit card debt. That's with a TrySofi.com personal loan. If you're hardworking, in a good job, and have great credit, but you have credit card debt, a TrySofi.com personal loan with their low fixed rates and no fees is the smart alternative to credit cards. The national average interest rate on credit cards is over 15%. In most cases, you can cut your interest rate in half with SoFi. Find out how much you can save by going to TrySofi.com. That's T-R-Y-S-O-F-I dot SoFi lends up to $100,000. Checking your rate will not affect your credit score. Go to TrySofi.com. That's T-R-Y-S-O-F-I dot for low fixed rate personal loans with no application or origination fees. Terms, conditions, and state restrictions apply. California Finance Lender Law License Number 6054612. NMLS Number 1121636.
0: Talking Boxing with Billy C. Every Saturday morning from 4 to 6. Here's my thoughts
6: to WBC, who likes to parade around and act like they are the sport of boxing. They like to to promote their belt as the belt to have. And for the most part, a lot of fighters follow that thought process. I think Canelo Alvarez would be in a position to really put some egg on the face of
0: of the WBC. On the home for boxing fans, ESPN New Hampshire. Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, and Twitter. Find us all over the social media scene. ESPN New Hampshire. 603-883-9900
2: 603-883-9900 is your phone number here. It's Christian and King on ESPN New Hampshire. Streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Streaming live on TuneIn as well. Nice to have you with us here today. Any uh, leftover thoughts from Monday you want to get off your chest here, Tom?
1: Um, yeah, the Ravens are poorly coached on offense. Mm. <laughs> that was a lousy game plan. I had. It was. was really wasn't. wasn't good at all. I I I didn't understand it. Questionable secondary. I didn't understand it. I just I think he yeah, needed to test the Patriots, stretch them out a little bit, the whole bit, and mm. they just didn't do it. They I'll say run. this. They didn't run the football. No, they didn't, you're right. You know, they panicked once they got down nine nothing, you know, the whole I I just didn't like it. You know uh, and uh, you know, their best their best offensive coordinator over the last five, six years is Jim Caldwell. Mm. He 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 pretty much let Joe Flacco, you know, go take it, Joe. You know? Yeah. And they just don't seem to get it offensively. I don't understand what they were doing. So, I mean, you got to test that defense. and That defense really wasn't tested. No, it wasn't. And the few times it
2: was, it seemed like they weren't, you know. <sighs> they weren't able to stop it. You know?
1: The Ravens had, you know, a couple of deep opportunities. but Yeah.
2: But then they went away from that, and I think part of it had to do a little bit with the pass rush. Gotta
1: pass the rush had their best Gotta game. Got to run the ball. You run the ball. See, here's the thing: mm. pass rushes are often a product of what the offense is doing, right? And if you're going back to pass all the time, the other team better be able to. It should be able to rush you. They don't have to worry about the run. Mm. You know, they can bring the kitchen sink. They can come at you a little bit. You know, they can take chances. He'll say, no, you're not going to run the football. The Ravens needed to establish the run a little bit. Yeah. And they didn't do that. And I just think their their game plan was really, uh, you know, I don't know. It was kind of kind of lame. But, you know. I was most uh,
2: taken, I think, by the fact that the Ravens, after a full Sunday of desperate teams playing desperate football, Ravens came out and didn't play that way at all. No. You know, their big tough guys didn't even show up between Terrell Suggs and Steve Smith. You didn't hear a peep out of either one of those guys on the
1: field. Yeah. I didn't even see Suggs on the field. I
2: didn't even. All notice I saw, he was there. I saw him on the sideline with his helmet off. That's I didn't it. Didn't notice he was there. I don't think. Did Steve Smith catch a ball?
1: I don't. I don't know. I have to take a look at the book. I don't know. Caught A-ball. four
2: balls for fifty-seven yards. I don't remember
1: one catching. Yeah,
2: I remember Perryman. I remember Wallace. I remember that guy with all the. Consonants in his last name. That fullback, Kyle, whatever his name is, yep. who had that crazy play where everybody missed all those tackles. But you know, nothing, <clears throat> nothing from the no. tough guys. No tough guys got uh, got their lunch handed to them. Terrell Suggs didn't. He, I didn't even see him on the field.
1: It just wasn't. Uh, you know, the Ravens just didn't play a very good game, and they were, like I said, they were poorly coached. Terrell Suggs thing, had one tackle. The other thing too is. I took it for granted that Harbaugh was going to onside kick after he scored, after they scored the field goal. Mm-hmm. But in reality, they probably should have kicked off. Probably because they had two timeouts left and a two-minute warning, and it was two oh one when they kicked the field goal. So you kick off deep, and then you get a timeout with the two-minute warning. And then you get a timeout, and you call your two timeouts, and you have to stop them on third down. And you get the ball back. I don't know how much time would be left, but you get the ball back. Mm-hmm. So you know it's uh, you know it's close. It's borderline. It's yeah. borderline. All right, borderline. But just not a good, uh, just not a good game. But I mean, ra- and look, it would have been a blowout had you know had Cyrus Jones not decided to, you know, do what he's always done. <laughs> yeah, you know, to do what
2: his. Thing kind of the
1: coaching staff decided to have Cyrus Jones keep going out there. Yeah, so it's just you know not that that turned a a blowout into a close game, twenty three to three before he started with his theatrics. And it wasn't
2: just him. I mean Brady with the interception and Slater. Slater.
1: Oh yeah, no, no, I understand that. But there's a couple of goof ups there. (laughs) Yeah, but the Brady interception was in the first half, wasn't it?
2: Brady's interception was... Third, first half? Let me
1: see. I'm pretty sure. Or early in the second. I don't think it was too... It wasn't late. Yeah, no. It was no, in the, it was in the second quarter. Second quarter, that's what I thought. Yeah.
2: All right. They were up 16 nothing at the yeah. time. But... And by the way, when Chris Hogan tackled Eric Weddle, it's the same amount of tackles Terrell Suggs had in the game. <laughs> just yeah, just saying. Didn't shop.
1: Yeah. Yep. one tackle. That's how many Chris Hogan hit. Yep. Well, we'll see if the Rock still wants to represent him after that game. Yeah, yeah.
2: that's true. Yeah. Maybe not. I know. The best of Suggs walking in the. Yeah, you know, they better better hope you don't see us again. Yeah, really, yeah, Thoreau? Really, I know. Well, yeah, you gonna tackle just... someone twice? Yeah. You gonna have two <laughs> tackles <laughs> next time. Don't <laughs> I'll ta- I'll make three tackles next time. They won't see him
1: again. That's not gonna happen. Probably not. No, not going to happen.
2: Patriots effectively, uh, not completely, but I'd say they've yeah. effectively ended the Ravens season, and they have a chance now to end the Broncos season on Sunday. They well, you still think the Broncos are making the playoffs? I think the Broncos, if they beat the Patriots, will be, no, back, they, it will be back in the mix. All those back teams mix, play each other. But I, mean, I think if they lose. If the Patriots beat them, then it's over.
1: If they lose, they're 8-6. They can go 10-6 and six if they beat Oakland and Kansas City.
2: Ha, ha, ha. You know? If they lose to the Patriots, they're not going to beat Oakland and Kansas City. I think if the Patriots beat them, they're done. If they can't beat the Patriots in Denver, which I is something th- they
1: always do. I see you're, you're hung up on the locale and everything Yes, else. I am. I I'm very much hey, hung I, up on I, the locale. I look at two football teams, and one football team is 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 much better than the other. So I really feel that that's, you know, that's a deciding factor for me. I don't care where it's being played. I know Denver's Denver, and it's tough to play and everything else, but the Broncos... I think defensively can get worn down by mm. this Patriot offense, even without Gronkowski being there.
2: I agree with that. Uh, although I will say, if I don't know, if you can't beat if you can't beat this Denver Broncos team in Denver, then there's really just you know they beat Tebow, but that's it. That's the only Bronco <laughs> team
1: they beat in Denver. And I'm I don't know. I just Believe sort of Tebow. they they had Tebow's lunch twice in five weeks. They just mopped the floor with him. Mm-hmm. They beat them five weeks or four weeks, whatever it was. You know, late in the regular season, second round of the playoffs. Thank you so much. God bless you. They just killed him. Yeah, they did. Yeah. John Fox, he can't. He doesn't. He he couldn't coach against the Patriots. No. What Kubiak really can.
2: Yep. Most coaches in Denver just can when they're there. Yeah, happens. Fox beat him once, right? Fox, Fox beat, beat him, him once. once. Yeah. Kubiak's beat him. Josh McDaniel beat him. Mike Shanahan beat him.
1: Shanahan would would do it. Shanahan was smart enough to do it.
2: Yeah. yeah. And he did it with guys like Jake Plummer. I mean, he wasn't, you know, that wasn't some great offense either. Rod Smith was a great receiver, but Jake Plummer was a Jake Plummer was,
1: you know, mediocre big, yeah, best no quarterback. Kidding. I know. Got that big contract from Arizona and yeah. didn't do anything. Yeah. Jake the Snake.
2: Yeah. Although he's he's passed for a lot of yards. Yeah, you know? there was a time when he was uh, when he was a free agent. I guess he got dropped, and they like pointed out like where he was on certain lists of and like all time. He was up, there. He so was up there
1: pretty high, right? But the thing is, he played on teams that didn't run the football. That's all right. Do yeah. was throw so. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Yep. I'll say this: if the Patriots' offensive line can go out there and look like they did against the Ravens against Denver, Patriots should win by a lot. Yeah, I, I think so. Because I, see, the thing—a tall thing to ask, but I mean—the thing
1: that you know. I mean, Denver just can't score. You know, they can't do it. They can't score points mm-hmm. enough points to win games. That's the one thing that they've just struggled with. Now, I think Simeon, when he's healthy, is 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 the best of their bunch. You know, of quarterbacks, he's the guy who could yeah, probably agree with he, that. he's the guy who could play. I mean, That's he could sandwich. play. Yeah, he could play, but he's not. You know, the Patriots are going to throw a lot of things at him. That he's never seen before. Mm-hmm.
2: And that he won't be able to identify at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> like, like Peyton, Peyton Manning, Manning
1: could. could. Right, exactly. You know? And that's going to make all the difference, I think, in the world. Of course, we all, also... course we said the same thing about Brock Osweiler. That didn't right. work. But what did the Patriots do in that game? They turned the ball over. Mm-hmm. You know, that was that was one of the deciding things. Yeah.
2: They have to take care of the ball, obviously. That's hard to do against a good pass rush and a good right. secondary. Uh, do we know if Akeem Tlaib is going to face any punishment? Don't know. No. Slamming that. Is any of those guys getting punished for that? I don't know.
1: He could he could appeal. I mean, imagine he could appeal it, and they they'd probably they'd wait another week.
2: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know? Um. But yeah, I mean, that's still a very very talented defense. They may not be as good as they were last year, but they still have all those guys that did you know that did what they did the last season, and then did it to the Carolina Panthers right after that. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's I, it's not often you see a team win a Super Bowl on a pass rush. No, I know, but that's how good they were last yep. year. You know, I mean, they were that good.
1: The other team I saw do it was, and, but they could score, but they weren't prolific offensively. But they could score it was the it was the, the eighty six Bears. Mm-hmm. You know, they were eighty five Bears. I'm sorry, eighty five Bears.
2: You could say the zero seven Giants too. Really, I mean, they had a, they had a pretty good offense, but that pass rush is what won. Oh yeah, that,
1: that pass Bowl. rush won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep,
2: and maybe even you, know, you could say twenty eleven too. Yeah, I was surprised. That was the more surprising one.
1: Yeah. Sure surprised surprising. me. Yeah, I'm sure it did.
2: <laughs> well, no, that's not true. You can't say that was more surprising than 07. 07, the Patriots were undefeated. No. That was yeah. the biggest surprise Super Bowl the, of all it time. It was it
1: was, but the Giants team in in the, the you know, later I was like, They, they can't do it again. Yeah. You know? True.
2: Um, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll have notes from the kingdom coming up in the one o'clock hour. We're we'll here from Bill Belichick. Tom Brady's gonna speak soon. We'll have all of that for you here on Christian and King.
0: Be a part of the show and text in on our new text line at 845-827-1250. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com.
5: This is Laura Remillard with ESPN New Hampshire Student Athlete of the Month of November with Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North. How are you? Thank you so much. You broke Nashua North's high school across goal record as a junior. So that was obviously a really special game. We were playing against Merrimack. Definitely a really great game and it was really exciting, but I couldn't have done it without my teammates helping me out and getting the ball and feeding it to me and their support and my coach's support. What's your favorite thing about playing lacrosse? So I love getting the ball and transitioning it from whether it be defense to offense, getting it from the draw and just like sprinting down as fast as I can and getting it to my team. I really like the teamwork and effort. On here, I'm seeing some volunteer work at the Nashua Soup Kitchen. Yeah, I'm involved a lot in like within my school and like sports in my community. Nashua Soup Kitchen's one. I'm also vice president of National Honor Society. I'm a leader in Titan Connections. I'm a leader in Team Titan. I'm actually the secretary in the class of 2017. And where are you looking? at going to school, Gabby? I'm actually committed to play um, lacrosse at UNH. What is your inspiration to go above and beyond? My parents have always been there to support me and to believe in me, and I think that has really helped me become like the athlete I am and always reach for the stars and to go with all my heart, push to be the athlete and the person I am. So they definitely inspire me so much. That was Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month.
0: Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. The year-end holiday event is going on now at North End Subaru in Lunenburg. From now until January 3rd, get 0% financing for 63 months on select Subaru models. Make no payments until March. And get a $250 gift card just in time for the holidays. Legacy, Impreza, Forrester, Outback, over 350 vehicles in stock. You're one click away from great holiday savings at BuyNorthEndSubaru.com. See Peter or go to BuyNorthEndSubaru.com for details. Offer ends January 3rd.
6: Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with it? At the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center, they provide a comfortable and friendly environment while offering high-quality imaging for open MRI and low-dose CAT scans and ultrasounds, all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com or
0: baskimaging.com. It's Sunday. Sit down with Jared Scaley.
5: The salary cap is
3: going through the roof. Insane. The money is going to be ten times worse than what it is this year. So yes, that contract was fifteen a year, fifteen and change a year. If that happened, if he signed that deal now, that's twenty a year because of where the salary cap's going. All right, numbers are going to be inflated. NBA fans are obscene. Are going to be obscene seeing some of the numbers that are going to come out in the next yeah. couple of years, and a lot of outrageous. And we're going to talk about it on here. We're going to talk. Everyone's going to talk I mean, about it. The numbers are going to be stupid.
0: Every Sunday from eleven to one on ESPN New Hampshire. Text the show from our new text line at 845-827-1250. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN. 883-9900,
2: 883-9900, your phone number 883-9900 It's Christian and King here on ESPN New Hampshire and what we do every day about this time get you caught up on what's going on in the Great Granite State. Here's Notes from the Kingdom with Tom King.
5: Message for you, sir.
1: King
0: in the castle, King in the castle. Notes from the Kingdom.
1: Well, an early season showdown in Division One girls basketball took place on Tuesday night at Uh, Bishop Girton, I was there for part of it. Uh, Bedford is the winner. Knocking off the defending champs. 57-49 thanks to a 10-2 spurt to end the game. And that that carried uh, Bedford all the way. Carolyn Hoffer had a good game for BG. She had 10 points and 5 rebounds, but um, but Bedford was too They had Alexis Misservi She played well They had just too much uh, Can depth, I ask you I something? Yeah. Is the Misservi family
2: Like the biggest family in New Hampshire? Yeah, oh, yeah They got lots of them yeah. they got, like, There's like 10 Misservis on each yeah,
1: team I know It's Bedford
2: yeah. Is it all Bedford? Are they all Bedford kids? I think kids? they're all Bedford kids I, I swear to God, God. There's a th- That's just like the fifth Misservi I've heard I know of. Yep. They're like the Gronkowskis
1: Yeah I know Except there's females. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. but you know Bedford gets the win, and uh, uh, Allison Fillion, she had six big points in a run at that run at the end. <clears throat> Genoise Linnean led Bedford with twelve. Fillion ended up with ten. Megan Cram had thirteen for BG. But um, that's a uh, that's a that's a good a very good Bedford team. BG in the first quarter, uh, I was with, uh, uh, standing next to Mark Phillips, who's the uh, former, he teaches at Girton, and he's a former former assistant football coach there, former Alvin Head football coach. But he's at a lot of BG athletic events, because he, he works for the, I think he does some stuff for the athletic department. And he, he looked at me, I looked at him, and he goes, I counted 10 layups that they missed in the first quarter. Mm. I mean, BG is a layup team. They're not a jump-shooting team. They're a penetrating team. And, you know, I think that kind of is one of the things that they need to... To they, they shored that up late last year, and that helped them win a title. I think that's one of the things they're going to have to work on again. All right. So they lose. But um, they've taken the approach that, you know, we want to play the best competition so that when the state tournament comes, we're ready. So they've got Bedford. They probably wish Bedford game, the Bedford game had been a little... Uh, later in the season. But Sue Thomas from Bedford probably wishes that too. So BG's, their next game is going to be against LaSalle Academy from Rhode Island. So that's Sunday afternoon at two. So that's a, uh, you know, that's a, you know, those out-of-state games count now in in the NHIAA. So that's a a good game for them. You know, they don't care about the record or where it costs them in the standings. They'll they'll take whatever lumps they have to take, but they think they're going to be better off as time goes on. So, that's a big win. Couple of games last night uh, of note, Hollis Brookline beat Milford Cassandra Staplefeld, Remember the name, she's pretty good. She had 28 points last night for Hollis Brookline. She's going to be a, she's a player. She was a player last year, she'll be a player this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Campbell girls they didn't face much competition for Raymond. They beat them 56-14 and Dairy, another good traditional program they beat they they beat Nashville North they held on in the fourth quarter 56 53 go to hockey Alvern lost their first game four to one in boys hockey to Kingswood but uh, a couple of girls hockey games so could beat Conval 10 nothing start the year and you want a co-op How about a tryout. Brady West Trinity they mm. have one team Brady West beat, Trinity, and they beat Girton fourteen to six, despite a hat trick for BG's Christopher Ferrari, and for South Shannon Paquette had four goals. So there you go. That's notes from the Kingdom tonight. Boys' hockey continues. Basically, the <clears throat> Tuesday night was a soft opener. Tonight's a real opener with a, a lot, of, a hard opener with a lot of teams. Uh, playing, uh, One of them, uh, uh, BG, will be facing off against Trinity down at Skate 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, this is called, there's a lot of games around the state, so so we'll have a lot of hockey scores for you tomorrow.
2: All right, there you go. i got a couple of notes. Uh, number one, public service here. Derry Police asking public help to find a man who walked away from a hospital yesterday. Uh, they're seeking the public help, locating Pleasant Valley Nursing Center resident who walked away before getting treatment at Parkland Medical Center Tuesday afternoon. According to police, John Walsh, age 63, left Parkland just after 1 o'clock and was last seen walking south on Birch Street towards Wyndham. He was wearing a brown leather jacket, gray T-shirt, blue jeans. Police said he's about 6 feet tall, weighs about 140 pounds. That's a thin fella right there. Mm -hmm. Should be easy to spot. Uh, Keep an eye out for him. If you've seen him or if you know him, know where he is, uh, call the Derry Police at 432-6111. From that to, uh, well, this note's unbelievable. I mean, I guess it's not unbelievable, but it's, uh, it's crazy. A Londonderry man has been arrested after police responded to a CVS pharmacy on Saturday. They called and said they found him passed out in his car in the parking lot with all sorts of drugs in his car. Oh, uh, God. Josh Hurd charged with possession of a controlled drug, but police said he's expected to face additional charges. He was arrested after police were called to the CVS on Route 125 at 1223 for a, a report of an unconscious man in a vehicle. Now, I don't know. You ever been on a long road trip and you just, you're just getting tired and you have to pull over and just take a nap for a minute? Has that ever happened to you? You ever done that? You ever been really tired and you have to just pull over and sleep for an hour or Usually
1: something? from the walk from the end of the hallway down mm-hmm. to the kitchen, I get pretty, pretty you know yeah. tired and I kind of go into the living room and kind of sit down and right. catch my breath and fall asleep.
2: And there's places for this. They're generally called rest areas, not you CVS know, <laughs> parking have, lots.
1: <laughs> I have one in my house.
2: Officers arrived along with Epping rescue personnel and determined the man was not experiencing a medical emergency. He was transported to the Rockingham County Jail where he's being held on a probation violation. After obtaining a search warrant, police searched the vehicle at the police department where they found crystal meth, heroin, mushrooms, marijuana, pills, scales, and cash. And it's all out on this table. It is an impressive amount of illegal substances, I have to say. For one one man to be carrying, this is a lot of stuff. Does
1: everybody have that stuff in their car?
2: No. Oh, okay. All right. uh, just, just asking. <laughs> Police said evidence indicated Heard had the drugs packaged for sale. Gee, you think maybe the scale and the cash and the individual bags? Yeah, that enjoy. might.
1: Yeah, I guess that might. Yeah, that's. Yeah,
2: Police said they plan to bring additional charges for possession of controlled drugs with intent to distribute. Um, but uh, the let's see if I if I look correctly here, I'm looking at about over probably about two thousand dollars in cash, uh, dozens of baggies. Two giant bags of mushrooms, several small bags of weed. Uh, I don't know some stuff. It looks like this is all in the tr- heroin, Was it all
1: in the trunk? Crystal meth, or was it in the in the? I don't know. A, who, I don't know where it was in the front seat. The car. Or I'm not sure exactly seat. where
2: in the car it was. Oh my uh, God. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven bags of pills. A Dr Pepper stash jar with the you take the top off and it's not actually a Dr Pepper. There's a jar inside full of drugs. Um, <laughs> there's the scale. There's uh, <laughs> this is a lot of stuff. I mean, oh this my is, god, this guy. Along was... with the cash, there was probably about ten thousand dollars worth he, of stuff. He's in
1: like a, one of those traveling salesmen. Yeah, right. Yeah, it has all the all the all the products. In I got the car. magic
2: elixir, just yeah, what you
1: need. Yeah, yeah, opens up the car door and all that stuff is there.
2: Yeah, well. There you go. He's off the streets, and all his drugs are now in the uh, now the police the And where was this? This was in Londonderry. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, yeah. That's, yeah, that's not surprising.
2: Um, in Dover, Dover again, police Jeez. reported they were investigating thefts from cars in the areas of Washington <laughs> and Arch Street that occurred Sunday in the early morning hours. These thefts bring to 36 the number of cars broken into over the last month. Jeez, you think somebody's on a little bit of a spree? What's going on in Dover, man? We had two stories from Dover yesterday. And now thirty—that's that's more than a carjacking a day
1: in Dover. Well,
2: that's this not month. carjacking, Carjack, cars that's broken cars into. Broken you know what into. I, mean.
1: I guess it was not. Well, a that's jack. obviously a group that's that's making the rounds. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: high percentage of the thefts were from unlocked vehicles and were committed by the suspects simply opening an unlocked vehicle and removing items from the inside. <laughs> Lock your cars, people. Police stress the that residents might, that's need like to the lock thing. their cars and trucks even when parked outside their own homes. And here's another that's thing. That's the thing does.
1: is I've had my car broken into when I've had it parked out in front of my home.
2: Right. And here's another thing you gotta watch out for. People who hang out in parking lots or whatever, wait for people to drive in, and then they get up next to the car on the other side. So say it's one person driving, right? They pull in and this that's the mark, right? You see and they come in, they Let this talk. set that's somebody the up. Wow, that's the mark. I love This, this is talk. what happens. This I've is, seen this I've seen this scam play this out. Is, I've seen people get arrested at a mall in Massachusetts for this. So they get up and they go rob the car after the guy leaves? Well, no. Well, sort of. What they do is uh, one person driving. So when they pull into their parking space, someone hides out on the other side of the car, away from where the, you know, if it's driver's side, then you go on the passenger side and sort of kneel behind the bumper. Right. And when the person gets out of their car, you open the door. So then when they hit the button to lock it, it doesn't lock. But they don't know that, and they just walk away and go into the store. But since you open the door, their car, all the... Doors won't lock, and they don't know that the door's open because they're on the other side. See what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, okay.
2: It's it's tricky. I mean, it's not like an easy thing to do, but people do it. People do it in malls this time of year all the time. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's pretty messed up. So watch out for that. Lock your cars. Make sure you do that. And finally, the final note I have comes from Conval High School where parents have been warned about a social media app. Conval High School principal Brian Pickering warning parents about a social media app phone app and says the online activity connected to it has been reported to the police. During the past week, we've noticed a spike in incidents and student complaints involving the after-school phone app, which connects to an anonymous message board for students. Pickering said in the letter to parents on Monday, to put it simply, we found that after school is negatively affecting our students during school. (laughs) There has been a spike in messages relating to sexual activities and Uh general trash talk on after school Uh which has impacted students at Convel. We've monitored posts, comments, and histories for several days now. Based on the content of some of these posts, we have also involved the Peterborough Police Department. Really?
1: Social media is the worst. Thing.
2: Peterborough Police Captain Ernie Bellatette has said Tuesday that the police have only recently been contacted by school officials and have not yet determined if any of the comments posted on the app rise to the level of criminal activity. The concern coming from school officials is about conversations taking place on the application. Information was being put out there in this application regarding students at the school. It looks like a lot of it is anonymous. That makes it very hard. Pickering said the after-school app is available as a free download on iTunes. Another concern is that while it officially is rated as an app for 17 and older, there's no Significant barriers to underage students getting to use the app. Additionally, After School uses your student's Facebook profile to set up the account. According Uh to its website, After School fosters fun and creative online and offline experiences for America's teens in a positive environment with no tolerance for cyberbullying, threats, or content that threatens the safety of its community. Pickering wrote that while the homepage of the company's website says anonymous posts make students feel better about themselves, in reality, the anonymity is an invitation to do exactly the opposite. At present, it appears that nearly 500 users or two-thirds of our student population are associated with the Convell High school message board on after school. The real number cannot be verified, nor can we know for sure that all these users are indeed students here. We've contacted the developer about the abusive uses of the app, but we're told that our options as a school are limited because the communication occurs over cell phones and not on our school network. No. They
1: don't really say what's actually going on. No, here. it's, it's got to be. And sex. what people it's, are it's, talking it's got to be a lot of sexual stuff and everything else. Can
2: but- I just say? You yeah. can you can do whatever you want to with the app. There's going to be another app, sure. and if there's not another app, then kids are just going to go to each other's houses and pass notes and do whatever they do all the time, here's, anyway. Here's my get here's,
1: a clue, people. Come on. Here's my rule: if I if I were president, <laughs> God, <laughs> yeah, you think Trump is going to be bad. No one. Oh, you're going to love this. This is going to this is going to get everybody ticked off. No one's allowed to be on social media. No one under 21 could have a cell phone. I don't think it's going to happen.
2: <laughs> no one's allowed to have a cell phone. Yep, cell phones are important to have if you're in emergency. Or
1: yes, I understand that. You're kid, yeah, take, you kid know, kidding Yeah, I, I understand that. I understand that. Well, then there's something wrong with you. You're certainly not very good. It's either that or they're not allowed to bring it to school. But I that's, fully that's understand. Do, you know, that's not going to do it. You anyway. Can't bring it to school. I mean, it's one thing. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think that that that's the worst. That, so you know, it's the worst thing that that can happen. It really is. Yeah. You know, I mean, the kids are abusing this stuff all over the place. They are. It really is. You know, and and the phones just make it so much easier for them. You got you got to do something about it.
2: Yeah, I don't really understand what they're so worried about here.
1: Yeah, they're just worried because they're administrators and they're worried about they're worried about a kid being taunted. On one of those things, and then having a bad, and having an incident similar to some of the stuff you've read okay. about in the past.
2: But then, if it's not on that app, it'll happen on Facebook. Exactly. It'll happen on Twitter. They're it'll just, happen on Instagram. it'll happen what? On Snapchat. Like, it'll happen on all the other they're like, apps. They're, that they're there like are. those
1: cops on a the wire. They're just trying to get make the bust. Pretty you know? much, yeah. You know, but and these aren't it.
2: cops on a wire. These are right. student school principals and administrators. Who but they're,
1: the, but they're trying to they're they're trying to cut it off wherever they can. You know, and that's what they're doing. Well, good luck with that. You know, so And it
2: only makes common sense. We gotta take a break. Six oh three eight eight three ninety nine hundred when we come there's your notes from the kingdom. Yeah. When we come back, we'll hear from Bill Belichick. He spoke to the media today. We'll have that for you next.
0: Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic is shot. Down in front. picked up by like Crosby, lobbed down the ice, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jacobs three for the win. It's good! Steps back, puts up a three, won't go, final seconds, it's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions, the Cavaliers are NBA champions! We've got it all here, this is ESPN New
6: Hampshire. Have you been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight? Well, put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, flooring, paint and supplies, wallpaper, window treatments, and especially designing and remodeling kitchens and baths. With top-of-the-line products from Advantage, Craftmade, and others, your kitchen or bath will be looking beautiful in no time. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com.
1: Celebrate twice the holiday season with MetroPCS. Right now, switch to MetroPCS and get two free Samsung Galaxy On5 smartphones, sales tax not included.